All right, Alexander, let's talk about uh, Trump and a lot of news going on in and around uh, Trump, Donald Trump. And um, he had the town hall, which he performed, the CNN town hall, and he performed very, very well in that town hall. My opinion is that he performed very well. I think he was he was uh, briefed on, on everything very well and coached very well, and he had an answer for everything. And uh, going up against CNN doesn't hurt either because <laughs> CNN is not exactly the smartest of, uh, of news organizations. But nevertheless, Trump did, uh, did really, really well in that town hall. So I, I'm sure he's going to get a bump from that. And then, of course, uh, you have the other day, you had the uh, court case in uh, Manhattan, uh, five million that Trump uh, has been ordered to pay. I believe uh, he was found uh, guilty on two of the three charges. And this was a civil case, by the way. This was a civil case. So uh, Trump talked about this during the town hall as well. He was asked about this during the town hall. And once again, he gave a, a very a very good answer to, uh, yeah. to what he thought uh, the court case was about. What are your thoughts? Well, the first thing, let's talk about the town hall, because you said that you thought it was an impressive performance. I get to tell you something else. A lot of people, most people, think it was a very impressive performance, including many, many people who are extremely hostile to Donald Trump and are determined to see him fail. In fact, they are furious with CNN for letting it happen, for having this town hall event happen at all. Clearly, they went there in the expectation that they would be able to ambush Trump, and instead he turned the tables on them. And there are people who are livid with, livid with CNN for the fact that it happened in the way that it did. So he is clearly on a roll politically. And every single one of these legal challenges and legal acts which we've seen, and you know, we've come to the court case in a moment, is only, at the moment, is only making him politically stronger. There is now, you go to the British media, which is monolithically hostile to Trump, to the same degree as the American media is, perhaps even more. I mean, they're now starting to worry that Trump is going to win the election in 2024. They're, they're, they're absolutely stunned that, you know, he's able to take these attacks, come out of them stronger, see his poll ratings increase, and you can see them starting to wonder about whether the tactics that have been followed up to this point of attacking him in that way are going to, are, are, are actually working to his advantage. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. I do want to say some things about this court case. The first thing I want to say is that, obviously, I do not know what happened in that department store in New York in uh, the mid-1990s, a very, very long time ago, just, just to say that. I mean, I really don't know. But I have some very, very serious concerns about this decision. The first is, you're absolutely right, this is not a criminal case. It was a civil action, as I understand it, for defamation of character. Um, this writer, E. Lewis Carroll, I think is her name, she brought a claim for defamation of character. And that already, for me, causes serious concerns. Because remember, Donald Trump has never been convicted in any criminal court of any charge relating to this incident. What he has done, as 
I would have thought was his right is that he has strongly denied that this allegation is true. Now, I would have thought it is the right of someone to deny an allegation which they say is untrue. But what this court decision says, or so it seems to me, there may be aspects of this that I don't understand, what this court decision says is, if you deny an allegation like this, which you say is untrue, then you risk being found civilly liable for defamation of the accuser, even though you have never been convicted in a proper criminal court of law. Now, I have very serious worries about that. I think this is completely inappropriate. And I have to say, I can understand why Trump is extremely angry and why he's talking about an appeal. That is not to say that he, I think, defended, or at least that the defence that he brought in this case was particularly well conducted. I mean, we can talk about that. But the whole principle upon which this case was constructed is problematic to me, to say it mildly. Uh, talk, talk about the, his, uh, his case, Alexander. Um, what, what, what did Trump do wrong? Well, I, I think he, yeah, I think he made some, some really unpleasant comments about the accuser, which I think in this instance was, were unwise. If I think, I think if he'd simply come and made the point that I've just made, and if he'd also pointed out that it really isn't for a civil court, um, so many years after an alleged event to come along and say, you know, what they think might have happened in the mid-90s in this department store. Remember, this is only done on a 50% probability, according to the judge. <laughs> then, I mean, not, in other words, beyond reasonable doubt, as we would say in Britain. Uh, beyond reasonable doubt is certainly higher than just 50%. You know, I think he'd, if he'd confined himself to making that point, and if he'd also done something else, by the way, which is, and I, this here I'm going to criticise the judge, because the judge says, well, there's no evidence here that you can actually say that a rape was committed, but if you think there was some other kind of sexual assault, well, you know, go ahead and find against Trump here. But the problem is, this is a defamation case, and what Donald Trump, as I understand it, was denying was an actual allegation of rape, which is obviously asexual assault, but it isn't just any sexual assault. If uh, Mrs. Carroll or Miss Carroll had alleged just asexual assault, it might be a different different situation entirely. So, I mean, I, I don't understand myself how a judge can do that, how, can, how the judge can, in a defamation case, can simply substitute one allegation, which is the allegation that's actually been made, with an entirely different allegation, or at least a different allegation, which is less than the allegation 
which has been made, which is the allegation, remember, which Trump was denying. So, you know, I, I find that already very strange and very difficult. I mean, there may be things here about New York courts which are unknown to me, but to me, I find that very, very bizarre. But, you know, I think if Trump had confined himself to making those simple points, it's not for a defamation court to go back and decide what happened, you know, all, the, all, the, all that time, way back in the 1990s. He's never been convicted by a criminal court of anything, and that he has an absolute right to deny an allegation which he insists is untrue, and if that, in turn, leads to him, you know, to, to him making certain claims about the accuser. Well, that is inherent to the to the denial itself. Well, I think he would have been in a very strong position. But as I said, he went further than that, and I think unwisely he made claims about the accuser, which I don't think he was able to substantiate. And he implied, I think, that he didn't know her when there's some evidence, perhaps, that he did and things like that, and I don't think it really came together very well. With Donald Trump, I'm sorry to say, um, I don't think he always picks his legal teams particularly well. That might have been the case in this case, and I think sometimes he says more than he should. Okay, so I've come to the, to the realization, the conclusion, I've come to the conclusion that uh, the powers that be, the, the permanent state, deep states, Democrats, Rhinos, Republicans, they've uh, they've accepted the fact that Trump will be the nominee for the Republicans, most likely, barring any something crazy happening, he's going to get the nomination. And so their strategy is to to tear him down, to bring him down using lawfare. Correct. Yes. yes. That's exactly what I think. And I'm afraid that, well, I'm not afraid. That is exactly what I suspect a lot of people in America think, including I, I also suspect some people who are very critical of Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, is it going to work? Because it seems like with each case brought against him, his poll numbers go up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exactly the point. I mean, because it's his... It looks like lawfare, and it probably looks like lawfare because it is lawfare. <laughs> because it looks like lawfare, it's making him stronger. It's 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 a completely misconceived strategy. It's putting him in a very strong position where he's able to present himself to the American people as the hero who is fighting on their behalf, at a time of high inflation, difficult economic conditions, quite possibly re recession very soon, high debt costs because the interest rates are rising, all of those things. Um, and the entire establishment is working against him and they're subverting the justice system to do so. I mean, it's just exactly what you would expect Trump to say. And it seems to me that it plays directly into that. Yeah, my, my final question is uh, the polling shows that Trump is has quite a, a, a big lead over Biden. And um, 
the other day there was the this House committee that said that they've seen documents and they've uncovered documents, evidence showing that uh, Biden uh, was running some sort of crime family operation and he got $10 million from from this crime family scheme from foreign uh, from foreign actors and and for favors and all of these things, which should come as no surprise to anyone. I mean, okay, I think everyone knows exactly what what the Biden family is all about, going back to Burisma days. <laughs> but um, you, you know, the fact that you get Biden's polling v. Trump, and you see that Trump is is ahead of Biden by a significant amount. And it seems like he's pulling further ahead of Biden. You get other polling numbers which show that even Democrats and even Democrats that voted for Biden in 2020 don't want him to run. Then you get these Republicans coming out with this um, this evidence that Biden has been up to no good. And I think maybe their plan B, as they realize the lawfare is not working, will be to try to run someone against Trump that they feel could probably win because it doesn't look like Biden is on a trajectory to uh, to defeat Trump. I, I don't know. It's, what do you think? I think that's entirely correct. I think, I think if they conclude sometime in the autumn, say, that um, Biden is going to lose to Trump, I think they will try and do everything they possibly can to stop Trump winning. And if they decide that Biden can't be, isn't the person to achieve that, then they'll come along and tell the president, you know, Joe, it's time to go. You've done a fantastic job, but realistically, you're not the person to stand for the next term. And I'm afraid your vice president isn't up to much either. <laughs> I wouldn't be at all surprised if we saw that. And then the big question is whom? Whom do they find? And, you know, I'm not going to try and speculate about that, but I think that is a very real possibility now. I think one of the reasons, by the way, why Biden himself may want to run is precisely because he has all of these investigations <laughs> moving in his direction. So just do bear that in mind. So there might, there might have to be some kind of a deal done over that too, possibly. But just, just, just to say, but... Um, I, 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 I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's where we end up in a few weeks, if the polling numbers continue as they are, and if, if Trump just goes on absorbing these attacks, as he's doing at the moment, and comes out of them stronger, as he is also doing. I would just want to add one thing, and this is a general point about lawfare, which is, of course, whatever lawfare achieves or fails to achieve in its political effects, one thing it certainly does, which is that it diminishes confidence in the legal system. And a country like the United States, a democracy like the United States, based on the Constitution and the rule of law, cannot afford to have its political system authority its authority collapse in in the way that it did i mean can i just if you take go back in time uh, you know 
lots of discussions about what started the American Civil War in the 1860s, a very, very good case can be made that what actually started the Civil War was a decision, a legal decision, Dred Scott, which basically tipped the country into civil war because most of the population, much of the population, simply wouldn't accept it. And it created a massive backlash against the entire legal apparatus of the United States. So, you know, this is a very dangerous game. Lawfare is a very dangerous game. It should never be played. And in a country like the United States, it should absolutely not be played. For that reason, one which goes way beyond the personality of Donald Trump himself. Yeah, but they're desperate. And, and, and we know, everyone knows that they'll do everything, anything and everything it takes to prevent Trump from from uh, winning uh, the, the election. I mean, so lawfare, if they have to use lawfare, they'll do it. Uh, you know, they, they have another problem, which is Kennedy on the Democrat yeah. side, something yes. they probably weren't expecting. No. So that's also been problematic for them as well. And, and so, you know, I don't know. I, I always defer back to, to the Macron-France model, which is where I think they might – they might be going towards, which is you find someone and present them as the outsider, but they're really an insider, and you pump that person up and hope that you can get them in as president. I don't know. But, well, you know, absolutely. Maybe, maybe that's, that's I, what they I, try I, to. I, th I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, personally, I think that is exactly what they, they're intending to do. But as I said, if you do anything and everything to try and stop Donald Trump getting elected, you risk burning the entire house down. And I think that's an important thing to remember. I mean, you shouldn't go that far, especially in a constitutional democracy like the United States claims to be. That is one. And secondly, coming back to Robert Kennedy Jr., well, I think you're absolutely right. I think one of the great problems is if they find themselves in a position where they have to manoeuvre uh, Joe out, well, that might actually open up the route for Robert Kennedy Jr. and that they wouldn't want to see either. So you know it's a dangerous and very difficult game that they're that they've got themselves into. But you know it's not impossible that you know they will find a way. As you said, they did that with Macron in France. The US is a more complicated society. I think democratic commitment has probably deeper there and we'll see what happens but as I said they are playing a dangerous game and with every thing they come up with it becomes more dangerous still yeah. all right uh the duran.locals.com we are on rumble and rockfin BitChute, odyssey and telegram and go to the duran shop 10% off. Use the code good day. Take care.